Hi, I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieV47, from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Walloping web snappers! My spider sense is tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Doug. And I'm Derek. And is your spider sense tingling? Yeah, but just because I have spider powers doesn't mean I'm a hero like Spider-Gwen. <laughs> Noted. To listen to this show, find us on 4eyedradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And we would like to take a quick moment to thank our spectacular tier patrons, Bo, Carl, Eric, Katie, and Simon. Yes. And of course, there are all sorts of things you can do and goodies you can get by being a patron, one of which is our Word Snappers game. And we did have some Word Snappers words last week uh, submitted by one of our longtime Word Snappers submitters, Bo Harper. And those words were, Miles Morales makes mushy meatloaf. The long walk to get to saying that <laughs> was... <laughs> Look, it wasn't the be- wasn't my best work personally, I will say, but <laughs> <laughs> I tried to like uh smooth it or like it, like extend it, like bring a little bit of heat off by uh talking more about the meatloaf. I don't know if that helped or hurt. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but yeah. it did make me want meatloaf. I do think it was funny to have brought it up on an episode that Miles Morales literally isn't in. But that, you know, that was that's perfect. M- more of them than there are in this show. So <laughs> can't hero because making meatloaf. Yeah. So there you go. Worked out. <laughs> and in this one, can't hero because eating meatloaf. I guess. Yeah, it's just taken a real long time <laughs> to, to make it and eat it and have that dinner. Yeah. Marathon dinner going on. Yeah. Marathon dinner during a marathon five parter uh, episode. Oh, Miles. Poor Miles. <laughs> Where are you? Is he buddy? Gonna, do you think he's going to be in any of these five episodes? Was he in the I first one? He was in the I first d- one. Yeah, he was in the first one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess they checked off Miles and said, We're done with you, fool. <laughs> we're uh we're talking about the five-part spider island episode or arc of the 2017 show uh, so we're smack dab in the middle of it we've covered two episodes so far that means this is the third one and if you wanted to follow along with us and watch the spider island uh five-parter you can do that on disney plus yes you can the episode we're talking about of the spider-man 2017 show is season one episode 21 entitled spider island part Three. The synopsis per IMDb is after Gwen and Norman Osborn turn into spider monsters, Peter must find a way to cure the virus. Things get more complicated when Craven the Hunter turns New York into his hunting grounds. Original air date was February 11th, 2018. And I think I mentioned this last week, but this episode and the next two episodes were all shown on the same day, which is pretty mm. wild. <laughs> This episode was written by Jacob Fox, who was credited as uh, Jacob Samon at the time, 
this is his first episode of the show. So, which is a rarity because normally we get like all the same people all yeah. the time. So he's, he's showing up right at the end of the season. Um, but he does become a consulting producer and regular writer during season two, but then doesn't stay on for season three. Hmm. He also wrote on ultimate Spider-Man Avengers assemble super dinosaur stretch Armstrong and the flex flex flex. Wow. Stretch Armstrong and the flex <laughs> fighters, uh, all of which I think have come up before, but interestingly he was an editor and content producer on the 2011 season of American Idol. Whoa! Definitely not not a not a not a credit that we have ever seen before, and probably ever will again. <laughs> no, that's wild because like 2011 isn't even like it's not like the reboot era or the original era. It's like really when no one was watching. <laughs> yeah. Other than like you know the very middle of America. <laughs> I honestly didn't realize it was still on that late. I'm wondering who I mean, it's still on. <laughs> I mean, I know that it's still, I know that it, but it literally came back, right? Like it was, yeah, it was yeah, off for yeah. a few years and then was revived. So I, I don't, I don't remember when it actually like officially ended its original run. Okay. Well now I need to know who won the 2011 season of American Idol. And if I even know who it was, so what, what we're going like, to do here, no one won. Like it actually never finished because no one's watching <laughs> it. Like they just like, kind of, uh, that would be amazing. It. Lost be media, funny. the final of American Idol 2011. <laughs> so that was season 10. Uh, yeah. where's the winner here? Okay. I recognize the name of the winner. Do you think you would recognize the winner of uh, season 10 of American Idol? Absolutely not. No way. All right. I think you might. Okay. So we have a we have a bet with no stakes here. The winner of season ten of American Idol was Scotty McCreary. I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. I uh, I had too much faith. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess. Uh, can, can you good. name a song that Scotty McCreary oh, did absolutely or has done? Not. Absolutely so not. Go. I just remember him being like a baby faced singer with like a unexpectedly deep country singer voice. Okay, that sounds like a, an American Idol contestant yep. and winner. So yep. fair enough, <laughs> especially ten seasons in. <laughs> yeah. Well, as, as interesting as that was, on the opposite end of the spectrum, episode directed by our guy Soul Choi, who's yeah. directed most episodes. So yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't really get new characters here in this episode because we are in the middle of an arc. Although we did get a uh, Black Widow last week, so mm-hmm. I guess it's always possible. But we do get a return. Here uh, we get Craven the Hunter back, and same voice Troy Baker voicing Troy, uh, voicing Troy the Hunter, voicing Craven the Hunter. Troy the Hunter, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know something fun? It's yeah. like kind of a minor spoiler. I I just happened <laughs> what, to the come synopsis a- of this episode. Well, I didn't yeah. confirm, so I actually don't know. But thanks, synopsis. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like it's according to this episode. That's how we're right. supposed to understand, right? right? So yeah. who knows? I'm, I'm you know, banking on that because last right. week I believe I said I don't want it to be Norman, right? Right. Yeah. I. I. I think the epi- The synopsis is going by the information that's presented, and that's we're supposed to sort of take that as yeah. fact in the episode we're watching. Yeah, so I yeah. don't have an issue with that. I think that could have been written a little better to make make it a little like more obvious that it like it's not fully confirmed in this right. episode. But it you know, suspected. whatever. Suspected. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I was going to say, I, I just think it's kind of interesting just for like context. When I was just like r- doing a little bit of research on this episode, which there wasn't really anything that I could find interesting. The one thing that I did find is that this is actually like the last time that Craven appears in the entire show. 
ever. Oh, what like, a bummer. This is his final appearance. Yeah. He apparently shows up in the Avengers show hmm. like later this on version? or something. It's it's at least at least Troy Burt Baker va- uh, voicing him. Although, oh, you know, okay. I didn't look up the design. So maybe the design's different or something. But like the the the, the uh, Marvel animated or whatever, one of the fandom wikis that I was on said that it was this Craven the Hunter. So I assume that's at least supposed meant to be in the same universe or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just found that kind of odd because like. I don't know. That seems like a villain that you would see recurring number yeah. of times. So it's literally just two episodes that he appears in this, in this show and then disappears, I guess. And this didn't really seem like a final episode for him or anything. No, so. not at all. And when I was confirming yeah. that it was still Troy Baker, because now I'm kind of on the lookout just in case like a voice changes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, just because I know the series is a little bit longer than some of the ones we've covered recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought I saw that he was only on two, but I was kind of hoping that maybe it just was an actor change. Cause I didn't want right. to see the end of Craven. It's not my favorite Craven, but I do think once you sort of like settle into this one, it, sure. it's kind of funny. And there's more that you could do with him. Oh, you know, for sure. They do. Um, I actually kind of like the role that they put him in, in this one of just sort of like throwing him into an already chaotic situation just to kind of muck stuff up, you know? Yeah. I think, I think that's kind of a fun idea to fun way to use him. Yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of bummed that, that we're not really going to see him anymore. This really does feel like I think, and then remind me of something if I'm clearly forgetting it, but I feel like this arc so far has felt mm -hmm. the most like comics of most things, if not anything we've watched. Like a comic arc. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like um, with the issue featuring like a, you know, mm-hmm. a particular character that intersects with like the general, you know, event that's going on and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Because we've gotten two of those now. This one does feel more of a piece from like the previous episode than I think I, I was thinking it w- was going into it in that it's just sort of like the spider Island stuff is sort of going on kind of as the context and in the background and the foundation, but then they have another pulling another character yeah. from, you know, from their universe in to sort of like mess with it a little bit or play in that playground. Right. Like, like they play with uh, black widow and Hydra stuff in the midst of everyone getting spider powers. Then you bring Craven in, in the midst of like people turning into spider monsters. So it sort of makes sense. I think that this episode does a better job of like integrating all the spider Island stuff and making that still feel a lot more like important and consequential and like vital to the story than the, mm-hmm. than last week's episode does. I think last week really did just kind of feel like a standalone that just happened to take place during spider Island. This one, like, it can only happen because it's a Spider Island story, but it still is like, and here's another character you haven't seen in a long time or Black Widow's case ever before, just dropping in on the story and we're just going to see what happens there. Just making a mess of things. Yeah. It is cool though that they have this five part backdrop for just things going on, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, I know it all, it all sort of plays into, you know, more or less of a degree depending on the episode, but This episode, it requires context. Like if someone just dropped in on this episode, you'd have to pause and be like, okay, so here's what happened the past couple weeks, you know? Yeah. And there's no recap, which is kind of no previously on or anything. And still no to be continued. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe the show just doesn't believe in that. The only thing that I will say, this is, this is me. Like I was making mental notes when I watched this originally knowing that I was going to be watching ahead of our recording. So one thing that I was thinking when I was watching this episode and got to this episode, which I liked when I saw it the first time and I still generally like now is that I kept thinking like, okay, it's cool that we got Craven. It's cool that we got Black Widow and stuff. But like, 
I'm also very curious of what all of our other main characters are doing. Like, what is Max Modell doing in the Spider yeah. Island stuff? What is Ock doing during yes. the Spider Island business? Like, there's a lot of other characters that I honestly would rather see than these guest characters dropping yeah. in. You know what I mean? Because we could go five episodes without ever seeing Max Modell with spider powers, which is a crime. Mm-hmm. Or our main villains like Doc Ock with also spider powers. Like, right. That's a fun thing to think about. And, the you know, the comic explores that, but I think the comic arc probably lasted a little bit. Well, if not longer, it's, it you know, cross titles and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, there's definitely more content from the comics yeah. in Spider Island, I think, period. And, and this being relegated to five, uh, you know, five episodes that... While I won't say the, the the plot is like tight or anything, it is still like there's a clear progression from episode to episode of the Spider Island stuff. There's so yeah. there's still only so much time that they can really spend on it. Yeah, it, it is sort of disappointing that we're at part three and the way that this ends. It doesn't feel like the sort of playful. It feels like we end this episode out like leaving the sort of playful section of people having superpowers where you could have really played around with like your main characters and side characters and villains and stuff having spider powers. Mm -hmm. Like it's sort of like, okay, so is the ship sailed on that? You know, there's still two episodes to go obviously, but it still feels that's, that's the one holdup that I do kind of have with this where it's like Craven's cool, but like there really are a lot of other characters I would rather be seeing other than Craven right now. <laughs> sort of the downside of, of uh, I mean, there's a, there's definitely a big upside to having a full cast of characters that you've established and have relationships with each other and all that sort of stuff. But then the downside is like, it makes it tough to balance all of that and manage mm-hmm. all of that and juggle all that, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a thing the show has like, struggled with i think throughout it and i don't know that that's ever gonna go away really just because of how big its cast is you know like you can you can get away with not seeing characters for a long time it just it makes it hard when you have a city-wide event like this yep. happening and that and and they're still you know they're still leaving out half their cast just because they don't have time or space to bring them mm-hmm. in they don't even do like a gag where all the people were wondering about coincidentally are part of the minority of people who were unaffected or something you know right they don't even do like a little cop-out gag <laughs> yeah cop-out cutaway <laughs> yeah but that's yeah that's that's my one little one kind of beef that i have with this episode but yeah well if still we don't other... get it that just means fanfic you know that's true yeah there, there is plenty of space for <laughs> all that. this fanfic i've been writing yeah yeah king of fanfic <laughs> I write so much, just so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you. I see you on Ao3 all the time. Oh, <laughs> I wish, honestly, it would be cool to be like a prolific Spider-Man animated series mm-hmm. and beyond fanfic writer. I'd take sure. it. Sure, sure. It all, you got to start with unlimited. It's got to be unlimited, though. Of I course, feel like that's still got to be top of the no, list. No, for sure, you ever for sure. Write fanfic for this show. It's the only one I've even <laughs> attempted. Let's be real. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the the canon fic here, shall we? Yeah, sure. (laughs) So this episode opens with Spider-Man struggling to stop a spider-powered purse snatcher amidst the now spider-powered population of Manhattan. It is kind of funny because, like, he runs into people when he's swinging around. People are literally doing the, like, I'm walking here. Where did you learn how to swing? Like, I think he takes a sandwich to the face at one point. Like, it's just chaotic skies because everyone has spider powers. (laughs) It's funny because it's actually, like, very well populated. Like, 
and they yeah. they put people like on the roofs of buildings and like on the sides of buildings and in windows like they actually do a really good job populating the space i was thinking that about this about this episode because this you know this this show many spider-man shows this isn't a this show thing but many spider-man shows like often i don't have new york streets being as populated as they certainly are in real yeah. life just because that's hard to animate like For i think sure. you can you can easily just you know look look over that look past that but it is wild that this show which i do think often has some pretty extreme like restraints on it like it is very clearly low budget than it should be yeah uh, or lower budget than it should be the fact that they're like okay now we're gonna have this five part episode Mm -hmm. where like all these character models are gonna be doing spider-man things even though they're not spider-man like all these are and and even like peter spends half the episode as peter not in a spider-man suit doing all these spider-man things that they're not gonna have any like pre-made cycles for or anything like that you know it's bold very bold. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. We also get to see all kinds of people doing like cool Spider-Man swinging poses, which is yeah. fun. It's pretty so wild. <laughs> it's fun to just like pause every once in a while and like see who's swinging through the scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, Spider-Man loses this thief ultimately when he runs out of web fluid, which reminds us that he has web cartridges to manage and everybody else does not. Uh, this is not something people who got spider powers from the virus Uh, have to worry about because they have organic web shooters he even says organic web shooters and this you know this puts a stop to him pursuing this uh this purse thief also what puts a stop to it is a phone call from gwen where she is panicking we saw at the end of last episode that she was likely transforming uh and so she calls peter and says peter come here i need your help uh and then i guess the phone goes silent and so he forgets entirely or not forgets but like says fuck the Fuck the purse snatcher. Like, I got to help my friend Gwen. Yeah. Peter, you need to, wh- where's the Chinese place that we bought food from? We need to, we need to warn them that their food is tainted and it got me sick. <laughs> what, what reference am I not picking up right from now? Last, from last week. Oh, where she just was getting sick and shitting yeah, her Yeah, she's That's not right. going to turn into a spider monster. She just got food poisoning <laughs> from bad Chinese food. That's all oh, it was. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I forgot that I basically said uh, Gwen poops herself. Oops. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe you forgot. That was like a whole section. Of I clearly the blacked episode, it out. Apparently, I was so ashamed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's going on. We're just gonna deal with uh, Gwen, you know, Ralphing and getting. That's why she to... doesn't wear a mask. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, let's get out of that. Let's dig ourselves out of that terrible hole uh, that I put us in. Uh, so Peter shows up at Gwen's house. <laughs> Funny enough, like. They have him show up. He's just wearing a Spider-Man mask and wearing his plain clothes with it. And it's like one of those things where it's like, why did he even bother wearing yeah, that was my first <laughs> wearing a mask I was like, at all? You don't need to wear a mask. Like, I mean, yeah. from your perspective, probably ever again, like in this moment. I don't know. It's it's like, I don't, I don't mind it because I think it's just a cool look to yeah. see just the Spider-Man mask on Peter's plain clothes, but it is also just a funny detail. It's like, why? What was the point of that, though? Yeah, dude? Why partial? Either all like, or nothing, I would think. Yeah, it's very odd. I don't understand. <laughs> but yeah, he shows up at Gwen's house. There's like a whole crowd of people like ch- uh, loudly cheering outside because she's got a- she's got a whole fan base. Even got like painted signs. Spider Gwen, you're awesome. Yeah, everything's great. But he has to kind of get past them, knocks on the door and no one answers. So he just kind of proceeds in because apparently it was unlocked. We do get a Mr. Stacy name drop. So yeah, not Captain mm-hmm. Stacy, though. Yeah, so her father does exist, but we don't know, you know, what what his role is, uh, if he has one in the police force or not, which is interesting. <laughs> Still don't see him, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> also, just like a minor detail, 
Uh, I like that Peter's wearing a different colored hoodie and shirt this time than I think he's ever worn before. He has changed up his shirt colors occasionally. It's not <laughs> always the red hoodie and blue shirt, which I like is like a, a fun thing that the show does that like the, the characters do occasionally change clothes, even if it's like very subtle changes, um, except for Harry. He's always wearing that weird collared sweater thing. Yeah. But uh, I like that Peter's just full on wearing like a like a dark green hoodie and a yellow shirt, I think, which is like. So not Spider-Man colors, but also just no, like those fun are to villain colors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's like supposed to be some kind of like thematic tie into this episode. <laughs> like Peter doesn't fit as Spider-Man anymore when he's when oh, he's amongst all these spider people or whatever. Deep. I think they just recolored his clothes just to be different. It's probably yeah. what the real truth is, which is fun. <laughs> I like it. Um, but yeah, he uh, he goes to the house. He finds a place like totally trashed, like. It's it's a huge mess in there and it's all dark. He's not finding any people, but what he instead finds is a spider monster among the wreckage. And it's funny because he's like, wait a minute, you're the stealth spider. Like Peter, that's the only that's the only other spider monster you've ever seen. So I like <laughs> that it like takes him a second to recognize yeah. a spider monster that looks exactly like the spider monster he saw like two days ago. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> look, there's a wealth of spider monsters that it could be, you know, in, in New York known for spider monsters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, you're that one. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the only other spider monster he's ever seen. So he's like, okay, I assume you're the stealth spider. So Peter punches it in the face, but fails to trap it inside the house. Um, there's some fun fighting that they like. I like the clonic claustrophobic fighting that they're doing through Gwen's hallway and yeah. stuff like that. And I, I like, like, there's a couple of good lines, but I, I just really like, he just like casually, you know, is like webbing up the door. He's like, that should be enough webbing to hold. And he doesn't even get to finish his sentence before the spider monster like crashes through and like tackles him up the window. He doesn't deserve to finish his sentence. That was a stupid plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit of webbing around the trim of the door. Yeah. Sure, Peter. Okay. <laughs> this is the same guy that like turned uh, a person like into a snowman essentially to like keep them from. Or turned himself basically into a snowman, right? To protect himself. Oh, yeah. He made like a whole little web marshmallow yeah. cushion suit thing yeah. with a webbing. Yeah. Which just seems very expensive. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Maybe that's why he stopped doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, he finally well, recognized. Thousands of dollars worth of webbing just <laughs> for not really anything. Yeah. <laughs> just it was a cute little gag. So, yeah. They end up fighting on the lawn. And that's uh, the the thing I ref- the line that I referenced at the beginning, like he's asking, you know, all the Spider Gwen fans who all have spider powers to help him. Reasonable thought. Everybody has spider powers, and they're just like, "Well, we have spider powers. Doesn't that doesn't mean we're heroes like Spider Gwen?" <laughs> and then and then Peter's like, "Well, what Spider Man?" And they're like, "Menace." <laughs> I do like that. Yeah, it's funny. So they don't come to his aid, but luckily he's surprised when guess who shows up. Anya shows up oh. and she kicks the spider monster's ass right there. Two episodes uh, kick- in a row. I know, right? Where it's a record, probably. <laughs> she kicks the spider monster off of him and calls it Gwen. Oh. Yeah, we all knew. <laughs> Wait, how did you but how did you know? How could you possibly I have known? Love this though. Because yeah. Anya is just like, Peter, you're so stupid. Mm-hmm. It's obviously Spider Gwen's co- the tatters of a of Spider Gwen's costume. Yeah. Literally right there. No one else has worn an outfit like that. Yep. And also I'm smarter than you, so I put the pieces together like forever ago. So it's yeah. fine. I know, that was so funny. First off, Peter, don't be so surprised. <laughs> and third, I'm way smarter than you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> it's good um, stuff. See, this is why she needs to be back. 
I love her a lot in this episode. Yes. Like they really, I think, I think they figured her out a lot better than like early on. I she really was kind of just a wet blanket all the time yeah. and just mean to people. And I think they have really found a good balance now that she has a little more camaraderie with Peter rather than like a weird rivalry kind of thing that they originally mm-hmm. had. I think that it really works better where like she has an ego, but it's more for like humor than anything else. Like she is actually like legitimately very smart and funny and they do still let her kind of mess up a little bit sometimes in yeah. ways that, that, that makes her feel a lot more real. Well, they use her intelligence for humor, but not at her expense necessarily, like yeah. necessarily, right? Like she gets to be silly and make mistakes, but it's not funny that she's like a pain in the ass or anything. Like that's not what, that's not how it's manifesting, you know, for sure. They kind of like drop that part. They sort of, they established that she and Gwen are best friends, which I don't know that they've established before, which is nice because like you said, she was kind of mean to people. So it's nice that mm-hmm. we can establish like, no, she actually does have like a deep connection with another one of the students. Yeah. So I think they workshopped her and, and for the better. Yeah. Yeah. So while they are comparing notes and Anya's like, duh, you idiot. Uh, this Gwen monster, which is what they begin to call her, flees <laughs> while uh, while they're not paying attention. So they both follow and good they job, try guys. to... Yeah, right? Good good job. This happens, I feel like, a couple times in this episode. <laughs> it really does. Um, pay attention, uh, everybody. There are monsters afoot. But they, they follow, obviously. And really all they can do while they try to figure out what to do is just like reduce the amount of damage that Gwen can cause as this spider monster. So they're like catching cars and like trying to like save people. And like, uh, it's just like she's wreaking havoc, uh, just like she did at her house. Ultimately, <laughs> Peter does the same thing. He hasn't quite learned his lesson. He does the same thing to Anya that he tried to do to Gwen and says like, oh, stay back. Like, you know, I, I got this. And Anya's like, what the fuck, man? Like, I have spider powers too. Don't don't try to sideline me. I think she literally yeah. says that. She absolutely does. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think she's even, yeah. I mean, she's also just like, Gwen's my best friend. So I want to be here. Yeah. And she even calls Peter out. Cause it's like, if this was Harry, like you do the same thing. Yeah. You wouldn't want to be sidelined. So yeah. It's yeah. also really smart that Peter spends like, I think the entire rest of the episode out of his Spider-Man costume. Yeah. Absolutely. So, we don't see the Spider-Man costume at yeah. all for us. So everybody in this episode is seeing him as Peter with spider virus powers. Yeah. And he, they don't have him forget necessarily, but they certainly don't seem to have him remember that he needs mm-hmm. to be like playing it up, you know? Yeah. There's one bit like where I don't remember if it's here or if it's a little bit later, but there's one bit where, you know, like I think Anya like compliments Peter on mm-hmm. like d- using his powers really well. Yeah. And then, you know, then he, he repeats the, it's all in the wrist line. That's that was the advice Spider-Man gave her, but then also accidentally shoots himself in the face. Oh. And I can't, honestly can't tell if it's, a genuine accident that he shot Webb in his own face, or if he was doing that on purpose to like try to look bad so he doesn't look too good for Anya. I really don't know because it could have. I mean, it could just be a comedic moment, you know. Hmm. Anyway, um, I feel like I totally missed that. Yeah, but but I did find it interesting that he says it's all on the wrists, which was the advice Spider Man gave to Anya. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem to clock it in that scene, and I don't think it was intentional. But like, I don't know. It could be. I'm not saying this with like intent to be like intentional foreshadowing or whatever that could be something worth putting a pin in right. potentially i don't well, know well yeah i mean it's it's the second time at least that spider-man slash peter has done something in front of anya that she should be able to put the pieces together around right yeah. so i wouldn't be 
mad if they were an episode later down the road where Peter reveals to her, she finds out and he's like, how'd you know? And she's just like, again, Peter, I'm smarter than you. Like I've known. I hope so. We keep bringing that up as a possibility. And I think we want that to have to be. I very much want that to happen. I really want that to happen (laughs) with, with at least one character, if not everyone at horizon. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We've, we've thought, uh, talked about that too. I love when somebody knows a superhero's identity, but also understands it's like not their place to acknowledge or reveal that like that. I love that trope. I, I think it's a great one. Yeah, no, it, absolutely. It's such, I mean, it's also so real. Like that, that is so much like the queer metaphor of like, no, nah, I mean, we could tell you were gay, but like we were waiting for you to come out. It's for, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for you to figure that out for yourself. Look at all these allies. <laughs> <laughs> well, after failing to restrain Gwen monster out in the open, the two of them decide to corner her in an alley and they kind of succeed at webbing her up there. And this would be great, except someone finds them doing this. And that someone is Craven, the hunter of our favorite television show, Craven's amazing hunt. <laughs> and he's here because he heard news of a spider monster in New York, which of course uh, means a new uh, challenge for, and a new episode, I suppose yeah. for this Craven, the hunter. When he showed up, were you surprised that this whole episode goes by and he never gets spider powers? Like, did you like, did, or sorry, when, when he showed up, did you think he was going to get spider um, powers and were surprised that he never did? It hadn't occurred to me in the moment, but each time I, each time one of these episodes passes, I kind of think what you were bringing up at the beginning, which is like, why don't some people get shown with spider powers or why don't people have spider powers? Yeah. I think they've kind of alluded to the fact that not everybody is affected, but I think if they're going to introduce a character that isn't, they need to really point that out like they did in the last episode where we thought that was happening to Crossbones. I would have liked to see Craven with spider powers. Me too. I think it would have been fun. I think it's kind of a missed opportunity. I know, you know, there's, there's by the end of the episode, there's a lot going on. So I, I, I understand, but it still would have been fun at least for like, a, you know, a, like one fight scene where he starts developing spider powers. Um, but they wouldn't even need to know. give him all of them. Just make him more agile and yeah, do, you know, wilder acrobatic stuff. I, I think too, like as much as I, I appreciate, I, I appreciate and understand the show playing it very fast and loose with the rules of the spider virus. Cause you don't oh, want to sure. get too bogged down with the mechanics of it. It is still weird when you have stuff like this where, you know, last, last week, you know, it was a whole thing where like Black Widow showed up and then eventually developed them. Cool. Crossbones developed them later. Cool. Oh, Craven doesn't develop them. And then also Harry, the whole reason he didn't get the spider virus immediately was because he was wearing his mask. But then we see him very frequently in this episode without his mask and he doesn't seem to ever get the spider virus. So like, obviously there's a lot of room to just be like, well, you know, maybe it, the, the, the way that it spreads is isn't uh isn't like is it like it's not super contagious anymore or something like that i don't know there's plenty of room to sort of you know rationalize it mm-hmm. but it does also make you ask a lot of questions too like yeah <laughs> yeah the hairy one i i uh i don't think about necessarily quite as much just because like yeah i sure. guess there's we don't know how much time has passed since the explosion and that sure. sort of inciting event so i don't know i, I that's what i'm assuming is going on craven it yeah. bothers me a little bit more because i'm just like yeah, what have you been doing? I mean, I right. guess you could argue that he hasn't been in New York, and in, that's, in that's that case, probably if case. Harry's not affected by this point, Craven wouldn't have been either. But doesn't yeah. change that I would have liked to see spider-powered Craven. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's just one of the things I think you just kind of there's a whole can of worms that you open up when you have the virus that I think you just kind of have to like. But it's nah, a can of worms about. they could have <laughs> easily, you know. I think they could have prepared for it. 
I think uh, we're filling in the blanks and they really, yeah. it wouldn't have taken much for them to just explain that like there are no new infectees. I think so too. Yeah. Cause otherwise I'm just thinking with like COVID brain of like oh, Harry, like so Harry, true. Harry mask up. What are you doing, man? We know the mask works mask up. And then, you know, he's spending half the episode without uh-huh. the mask on. <laughs> I haven't thought about it in those terms, but I've definitely like been watching. Oh, I could episodes. not. I could well, not. I mean, I've been think thinking obviously of like just, you know, a virus, the fact that it, they explicitly call it a virus. I've thought about that, but with yeah. Harry and, and, and honestly any sort of property where people are like wearing masks, I'm just sort of like, Hey, that's a pretty cool fucking mask. Mine looks stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, damn, I wish my mask looked that cool if I have to wear it all day, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, okay. Craven established no spider powers, unfortunately. So I guess, you know, uh, this doesn't really give Peter an edge. I think at one point, well, maybe we haven't gotten there yet, but like it is pointed out that Craven is known to be a challenge for Spider-Man. So mm. even without his power, like even without spider powers, I, he's still he's still a tall order. So so I guess I was going to yeah. say, you know, with people having spider powers, like Craven should be at a disadvantage, but really it's not if he's one-on-one. Yeah, now that I think about it, he and my, Peter and Miles fought him yeah. the last time he the first or the first time, first mm-hmm. and last time he showed up. So we've never seen we've never really seen for this Craven Spider-Man fight Craven like one-on-one so that actually ends up like working I don't know if that was like originally intentional or anything but I think it really works in their favor for framing this because otherwise you know Peter would seem way too good at this and like they bridge on that a little bit but he's able I think to pull off what he does without really like confirming Craven's suspicions or anything like that yeah yeah for sure so he does manage to stop Craven from shooting Gwen. He doesn't necessarily stop Craven, um, but it, he stops him long enough that Gwen, as the spider monster, can escape. And so all three of them, Peter, Anya, and Craven, follow her. Yes, yes, yes. So as they thwip about, Peter tells Anya to keep following Gwen while he takes care of the reality show hunter, to which Anya reacts mm. appropriately. Here it is. Peter, even Spider-Man can barely take Craven. Which there is it is. Yeah. So they, <laughs> they at least firmly establish it here that, that Craven is very formidable uh, to Spider-Man here in this show. So despite this, though, they do like ultimately split up and uh, Peter confronts Craven, but it's still unsuited. He's still fighting him as Craven. And they have a pretty cool like fight sequence. Uh, he's able to dodge a number of blows and deal a couple, but then eventually Craven pins Peter on a rooftop and like begins to recall Spider-Man's mm. scent. He doesn't. He doesn't make the connection to Spider-Man. He just smells Peter. And he's like, "Wait, I know you. Your scent's really familiar." This happened at the exact perfect time because this is exactly in the episode when I was like, at some point, Craven is going to recognize him. He, right. he, he's he like, this is a thing that happens, you know, that's right, part of what sure. makes Craven so dangerous is that he doesn't, it, what you're wearing doesn't matter. <laughs> right. So right. I was expecting, this is exactly, I remember exactly when I was asking and then this happened. I was like, ah, episode, you know me. Yeah, you got me. circumstances well. <laughs> it's like you, this is the kind of stuff you want to see with Craven because that's, yeah. yeah, that's the thing that makes him a threat. Yep. Uh, but, but luckily before he can like actually replace it, like he's still trying to make the connection of like, who, who do you smell like right now? Peter webs Craven in the face and then like tosses him from the rooftop. I was like so shocked because I didn't, I thought that they were higher up than I think they actually were. So he just like threw. <laughs> 
throws him off a building and then I'm expecting, you know, Peter to like web down to catch Craven before he hits the ground, but he doesn't. He just keeps falling and lands in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. But luckily, like, yeah, it, they, they weren't actually, they weren't on one of the so- skyscrapers. They weren't that far up. Um, well, it would have been fine anyway, because it's firmly established in all Spider-Man universes that if you land in a dumpster, you'll be fine. Yeah, dumpsters are notoriously just full of pillows Very and fluff soft. and mattresses and marshmallows. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and magic so, and magic <laughs> bone healing magic <laughs> uh, but yeah he lays in the dumpster Peter rub- webs the dumpster shut and uh, when Peter's kind of <laughs> fucking around with Craven's Ka- Ka- camera drone making quips which I think is irresponsible because the more yeah. quips Peter makes on camera to yeah. like the entire internet the more people are going to like connect him with Spider-Man like people on the internet are great sleuths they'd be like yeah those quips sound familiar that voice sounds familiar as that moves those moves sound familiar is this kid Spider-Man like people would connect those dots yeah. so Peter what are you doing yep people figure out like who's on a movie or TV set by like the shape of people's body and their haircut right I know like you know superhero universes you have to give them a lot of space of and su- suspension of disbelief for that kind of stuff but like this was a thing that Peter didn't have to do so feet away from the camera right he could <laughs> have just directly at it kicked the camera and broke it like <laughs> you didn't have to talk yeah. the quip wasn't even that good I don't even remember what it was I, but it wasn't good whatever it was oh it had to do with recycling <laughs> Oh, yeah, stupid. Bad quip. It wasn't even worth a beer. <laughs> you basically exposed yourself to the entire world for the one of your worst quips. Doesn't yeah. even matter. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, Peter fucks around, and he certainly finds out, <laughs> because Craven sets off an explosive to free himself from the dumpster, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's all that sure. will take out webbing on a dumpster. Uh, and then declares Peter his new prey for interfering with his hunt. I love the way he like whips his hair back when he's like says (laughs) says that like, and it like looks like, like Mm -hmm. it actually is like swept back for a second as he's talking. I do think, you know, this is certainly not my favorite Craven design, but I do think it has some interesting bits of flair to it. And one of the things I do like is that his hair is sort of mane like, uh, which sort of mimics his whole lion thing. I like that. Honestly, if they just got rid of the sharp teeth, I think it would fix a lot about him. Oh, for sure. Do not like the sharp <laughs> teeth on the, on Craven at yeah, all. They're very bad. <laughs> Ugh, so weird. It yeah. also feels out of the ordinary. I'm sure we already talked about all this. So we don't need to litigate it again, but it just feels so weird. I'm reminded of how weird it feels in the context of this show. Yeah. His design really makes no sense for this show. Especially given his character of being a reality show guy. Right. A detail like that feels more in line with something like Spectacular, which just more stylized things, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And also the Craven turned into an actual cat man. (laughs) Like he wasn't just a reality show dude. Like, (laughs) Well, he filed his teeth to sell the, to sell the. uh, Sure. The illusion, you know? Right. I, I buy that, but I still don't like <laughs> it. doesn't it. look good. And they could have still drawn it like a little, like it's just the most cartoony, just little even triangles on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like really just, at least give him like fangs or something like that. Like add some <laughs> diversity into his teeth sizes. Uh-huh. It's just very silly. I want hyper-realistic I, fangs. We really have like relitigated. I think we said all of the exact same things on his debut episode forever ago. <laughs> But it hasn't changed, so (laughs) feelings haven't changed about it. (laughs) This will be our last chance. That's a good point, yeah. (laughs) 
Well, ultimately, Peter does manage to dodge an onslaught of blasts because Craven uses laser guns in this show. Sure. Um, but he does end up on the ground and vulnerable, effectively defeated. But as Craven is congratulating himself for this and kind of praising Peter for putting up a good fight, uh, Harry shows up, uh, but he shows up in a van. A battle he, van. Harry's got a battle yep, van. Shows up in a battle van and hits Craven with it. <laughs> I love battle van. Yeah. It's great. It's funny, too, because this battle van, like the battle van we talked about in the 90s show was like exactly the kind of van that you would associate with uh, tricking out regardless of what you were tricking it out for. So whether it's like a fantasy van or like a van somebody lives in like in step by step or like a weird conspiracy theorist van, like that's what that battle van looked like. This just looks like a USPS like delivery van. Like mm-hmm. it just looks like a cargo van. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, so funny too because with both in both cases with the Punisher and with Harry Osborn, they're both characters that you wouldn't really expect to have a battle van. Like you would think that they would both, like both the those characters you'd think would like intentionally try to do get something like cooler, like a battle truck or jeep or something. They're both associated with a vehicle, like they're known right. for having iconic modes of transport. So like Not the vans. fact that it's a van is just incredibly funny. <laughs> I love it. I love also, it so much. I love Battle Van. As brutal as it is, it cracks me up that Craven just gets hit by a van. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he ends up totally fine. Like he recovers totally fine, but it's still that moment of like, oh, oh, oh. hit by a van driven by like a 16-year-old uh-huh. child. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so goofy. <laughs> yeah. Well, since it is Harry, Peter hops in and the two begin, uh, well, they drive off first of all, but then they begin tracking uh, a spider monster. Basically, Harry says, I figured out a way to track them. He explains how, and Peter's like, oh, that's just like how spiders sense each other, basically by like movement and vibrations and stuff. Sure. Why sure. not? They're Like we said, they're getting a little better, although they still sometimes fumble with their, uh, with their science talk. Yeah. I didn't mind this one. This one worked. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I also think it's very funny that like apparently this was a to- this collision was a complete coincidence too because Harry asked H- Peter Perry that's what I just said that's their ship name I guess Peter asked Harry straight up like how did you know where to find me and Harry just says I didn't and then he just explains <laughs> that he was tracking the spider monster mm-hmm. like that really in the whole city of New York he just happened to show up and hit Craven with a van just by a coincidence I guess well <laughs> I think you could argue. That because Gwen is one of the monsters. Ooh, he was tracking her, so he's yeah. probably close to Peter's vicinity because of that. That makes right. sense. Because he doesn't know who he's tracking. As far as he knows, there's just yeah. one spider monster, and his theory is that it's Norman, right? So yeah, like that's a Peter is the one who breaks the news to Harry, like, oh, I'm out here because Gwen is a monster, and Harry's like, Oh shit, I think my dad's a monster. So I could see them being in the same neighborhood of New York. Yeah, um, but it is still wild that it was total coincidence. It's, it's very funny, <laughs> but I kind of like that because, like, how I don't know. It is although you'd think that with the whole like TV drone thing, they could have very easily had Harry just be like, "I s- saw that Craven was fighting you," like on the on the internet or something like that. I don't know. Like, mm. it's and I don't I don't mind I don't mind the coincidence of it. Like, it's fine. Oh yeah, it's it, al- it almost was kind of like an action movie line. Like, I didn't, but. I know. It is also funny that they had a perfect excuse with yeah. Craven filming all of this and then didn't use it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it works better with the like action movie line of I didn't. Yeah. They don't yeah. beleaguer it. They just let it be. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing Harry sh- shares is like, because I think that maybe my dad is one of those spider monsters, I think he probably also was the cell spider. 
And Peter's like, how in the world would that happen? Like, he exploded. Or he died in an explosion, I should say. <laughs> he exploded. He exploded. <laughs> he exploded on stage. But Harry's like, well, I think maybe if he turned into a spider monster or just got spider powers before the explosion, maybe he's alive. Which is really sad if it ends up not being true. <laughs> yeah. But he is alive. You, we know that yeah. much. What do you think? Okay, disregarding yes. the, uh, what the IMDb synopsis yeah. has, says, given that there isn't a full confirmation at the end of this episode, like what what do you think? Do you think the spider monster is or isn't? Or do you think they're trying to oh. trick us? Well, I mean, I think that, I mean, I think it is Norman. I don't know that this show has done a ton of tricking, although they mm-hmm. have played with some of the goblin mystery tactics uh for certain things like with the stealth spider episode even though both of us were kind of like it's obviously norman or the jackal i do think if they're not giving you actual details we Mm -hmm. can think it's obvious all day long and they can still say it's somebody else and i can't really be mad at them because like i i decided it was certain you know so i do think it's norman i think it's norman because it makes the most sense i think it's norman because it's what this show would do i think this show also sometimes undersells a point that they are really make it like they undersell the punctuation on certain things sure so yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if this literally was their way of saying oh this is norman because harry said he thought it was norman <laughs> you know that makes sense but makes uh sense. but i'm still hoping it's not i would love to be wrong i think it would be so much fun if this show and this arc really sold us down that path uh, yeah. really, really pushed us into it without being too overt about it. Yeah. And uh, and then it just was somebody entirely different. At yeah. this point, I think it would almost be worth it for it to be someone we don't even, like we simply right. couldn't predict. I was, I was conflicted when I watched the episode and I was really, I was like, it makes sense for it to be Norman. Like you were saying, all the pieces seem to work, but I was still kind of hoping and thinking that, this was a tragic twist of the knife thing that after all that Harry was doing to rescue his dad, it would turn out to not be his dad. The only thing that was stopping me from like fully committing to that theory was just like, well then who the hell would it be? Cause it still has to be stealth spider. But that, that idea was like really stuck in, in my head. For I this think episode that it's not so that the fact that there isn't like, an actual 100% confirmation that it is still just Harry's theory yeah. like that. I feel like that is really hard to get past, you know? I, I want that to be what they're doing. Because it will be so mean to Harry, but it would be it very would. compelling and good TV. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but that's kind of where we're at with Harry right now. Is like Harry's going through it all, you know what I mean? So it, <laughs> yep. wouldn't, it, would, it would fit with where he is in his journey right now. And I think it would be a lot of fun. We've been through this journey before, though, where I'm con- where I've convinced myself that the only option is to trick the audience, and I've burned myself for that. Right, like that's a bit of what we went through with Spectacular, where I was like, it can't be what I think it is, uh, because I know they're gonna trick me, and then so I've I'm trying not to do that. Like I think it makes the most sense to be Norman, yeah, um, and I think uh, you know if if I end up tricked, then I was there for the whole journey, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. No, I think that makes sense. Sense. So, but but you know, short answer. I think it's Norman. <laughs> sure, yeah. All all clues are pointing in that direction. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we clocked it before they really even had clues. So yeah, yeah. Anywho, the two do end up finding Gwen Monster again, or rather, she finds them. She actually just jumps right onto their van. They like yeah, kind true. of they they get to the point. They do that thing where they're like, "Oh, it's like right here," but we don't see her. Ah, you know, uh, mm-hmm. which is great. Lovely little horror moment. Yeah. And uh, they 
toss her into the back of the van after Anya turns out to have been present and webs her up. So mm-hmm. Anya was on top of it. As she is. She's on top of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And she's <laughs> she's ready to go. Like she's like, take us back to Horizon High. We can figure out a cure for Gwen, which I they probably could. Although, well, with Harry's help, they probably could. Yeah. I feel probably. like normally Gwen would be a big part of that, but Harry created the cure for Rhino, right? The serum for Rhino. Yeah, I think so. so yeah. Probably with right. Gwen's help, but I think his thing is his thing is like I think we decided his thing was chemistry and biochemistry and all that sort of it stuff. It seemed like it, yeah. So yeah. Next best option after Gwen herself. For sure. But they can't go right back to Horizon High, though, because they immediately pick up another spider monster signal, which, of course, mm. Harry is like, that's my dad. Uh, and so we got to go find him. Unfortunately, before they can reach their destination, uh, they are attacked by Craven, which makes sense. They didn't actually confirm that anything was wrong with him. In fact, they probably saw him land on his feet. Uh, and so he's been tracking them and attacks them, blows up the van. But before he can do anything to them, he's attacked by the spider monster. So all things intersect. This Craven loves exploding stuff. He does. I think my, honestly, I think my biggest gripe with this Craven is not that he's a reality TV character. I think that's very funny. Yeah. Not that his design is sort of drastically different. I think it's actually cool that they do something different with it. I honestly think it's just his arsenal. I think is really like boring yeah. for a Craven. It is. It's boring, and, it's, and it makes his fight, the fights with him, kind of boring. Yeah, because he's just another villain that just like shoots stuff. Yeah. Like- <laughs> the only time I'm really ever excited about him fighting is when he's using his little daggers. Yeah, I like, like his those. little uh, like curved daggers. It's really the only weapon of his that I enjoy. Yeah. So yeah, I, it, yeah it's a bummer he uses so many explosives and guns. It really is just sort of like a mix between Craven and, and a Punisher. And they're not even like cool, like clever guns, no. or, like, you know, net guns. They're just lasers. Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, yeah. what, what are we? 19, what are we? The 90s show? Like, yeah. give me a break. He's like any old henchman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, a laser gun. Pew, pew. <laughs> so Craven and the spider monster begin to clash. Uh, and then Craven lands a rough blow on the monster to which makes Harry shout out dad. I had honestly, honestly forgotten the connection between Craven and Norman, but they did know each other in Craven's first first appearance. I totally forgot because Craven connects the dots. Like he's like Harry saying "Dad," that means the spider monster is Harry's dad, Norman Osborn, and Norman Osborn like disrespected me in the previous episode. It's like he didn't he like hire Craven, but then like you know like manipulated events to get him to lose or something like that i don't remember i super don't remember what i, I remember from remember. those episodes is the miles stuff not the craven Me too, stuff because who cares <laughs> craven and norman stuff but <laughs> at, at the very least they're building on this pre-established relationship where craven doesn't like norman because norman disrespected him so that at least like fuels craven to fight against the spider monster even harder you know, which distracts his attention from the kids, meaning that Harry can free himself to try to stop Craven. Peter stops him, but Gwen Monster still escapes from the van. And uh, Harry's like, okay, Peter and Anya, you handle the monster. I'm going to try to save my dad from Craven. Which, of course, is a wild plan. And Peter points this out because he's like, Anya, Harry doesn't even have powers. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. (laughs) (laughs) So they do actually agree to this plan because like, what else are they going to do? They can't just Mm -hmm. like let Gwen run off as a spider monster. And when they do end up finding her, like they, what's wild to me. Okay. Derek, were you as like surprised by this as I was? Okay. They, they straight up fight with Gwen. Like it's not like 
never does it feel like they're like pulling their punches or anything. Like it's like an accepted piece of this that they like have to fight her <laughs> in order to help her until like a couple minutes from now. Like even Anya huh. like drop kicks Gwen. Yeah, that's true. I didn't, it didn't like really nothing about that. Like clocked with me when I was watching it. Cause I kind of took it as like the first two attempts at trapping her or, you know, trying to like engage with her. Like those were their attempts to try to like stop her. And both of those more or less failed. Although they didn't really though. Cause no, they he did punches her, her the, the moment time. he meets her. And I know he didn't know, but then Anya does know and still like drop kicks Gwen off of Peter. I'm just, I guess I was just yeah. surprised that like there wasn't more like, like holding to... back or like trying to be like creative about like not beating her up. I mean, she is a monster. There is no indication I, yeah. ever that she's being hurt. So they don't do that. I think I, that's, I think that's the rationale is that I think yeah. they very quickly recognize that this is a giant spider monster and they don't have to pull their punches. They can't really the hurt spider her. Yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. The only reason I bring this up is because they do end up like fully fighting her on like a roof and like mm-hmm. she fully fights them back and she actually breaks Peter's web shooters, which in this case is bad because everybody expects him to have organic webbing. So yeah. nobody knows that this is bad except for him. And I love that complication. Me too. I wish it had. I wish. I don't know. I want them to I wish do it more had been done with in it. a new way. Like, I think it's such yeah. a good complication. I want yeah. more than this one moment, you know? But this one moment works, so I'm not mad at it. She, like, yeah. fucking, she being Gwen, monster, spider, like, launches Peter to the point where, like, if he landed, he would be broken. <laughs> yeah. Probably not dead because he's Spider-Man, but certainly broken. Sure. Um, and the only reason he is not broken is because Harry flies in on a fucking glider in, like, a black and yellow gold orange ish uh suit and catches peter yeah he does hey glider mm-hmm. interesting yep very interesting you just never know what order things are gonna happen when it comes to these osborns i know it's like oh harry's got a mm-hmm. goblin glider now cool that's a good sign right this does make sense, though, because he's been working like we've seen Harry work on all sorts of things throughout this series. So but it's just you just never know. You never know yeah. who's going to do it first. Uh-huh. This time it's Harry. Yep. <laughs> so like I said, he saves Peter and then he gives an he gives an armored suit to Peter and Peter gives an armored suit to Anya so that they can, you know, fight a little bit more effectively uh, against Gwen Monster and I guess potentially Craven as well. So, yeah, uh, Harry's beef is with Craven, though. So he returns to Craven after decking out Peter and Anya and tries to fight Craven with his glider, but Craven immediately fucks that thing up. Like Poor immediately. Harry never I think that this is like a running theme. I think this is actually like genuinely like important for Harry's arc because every single time Harry tries to do cool shit, he gets immediate. He like immediately like embarrasses himself by getting beaten like uh, right off the bat every single time. From way back from the the Blizzard episode, he yeah. tries to fight him and gets shut down. He tries to like help with the Sinister Six and immediately gets shut down. The Stealth Spider, he tries to fight the Stealth Spider, immediately gets his flame sword taken away. I'm sure that I'm thinking there's other things that I, I that I can't remember too. That's already a lot. Every single time he tries to do like the superhero thing where like for any other character, it would be their big, their big hero moment that would play into their origin story and they become a superhero. He never gets it. He's never able to get it. He always gets shut down and never even gets to do like a single cool thing. He has a cool looking tech and he looks really confident, 
But like, then it's just, nope, you glider, you get to do, you got once, you got to save Harry in its debut and then it immediately gets fucking cut in half by the daggers or whatever. Yeah. And then you just crash. And now you're just trapped under a bunch of rubble and you can't do anything. Like, cool. Like, that's got to be fucking with his ego it, so much. It is interesting that like, it's not the, you know, this wouldn't be the first time we see somebody trying to be a hero, it going poorly and then turning into a villain. But it is interesting that in his particular case, He's like explicitly trying to do hero things and he's not stopped by anybody other than just like the people he's trying to hero up against. Yeah. You know, like it's not like Spider-Man's preventing him from being a hero. Right. And that's going to make him feel like he's not good enough. Right. Which is like, it's almost interestingly like what a lot of classic Norman Osborns do to Harry by like Mm -hmm. giving them extreme self-confidence issues and self-esteem issues by always making them feel like less than and not good enough, except it's happening like naturally to Harry without Norman even like doing anything, you know? Yeah. Like he's trying to like live up to his father's legacy and everything but still getting the same the same results of like versions of his father that are like highly abusive to him except his father's not even in the picture here and it's still happening and he's still getting those oh results my which God. is like really sad yeah it like presents this sort of idea that like Harry Osborn in any particular iteration of reality is like fated to be just a disappointment to somebody anybody right. even, even if, if it's it just the it's universe or the universe right <laughs> it's so sad because this Harry's so nice uh-huh. he doesn't deserve any of this your destiny is to be a failure oh boy <laughs> it's terrible he tries so hard uh, this is a good Harry we've said it so many yeah. times uh-huh. he deserves he really better he really does huh <sighs> Yeah, so the glider gets uh, fucked up. Peter and Anya are focusing on Gwen Monster. Um, But Anya kind of figures out that she can actually sort of forge a connection with Gwen Monster. Uh, Actually starts to, like, calm down and recognizes Anya. Like, when the two are actually, like, not fighting and just being like, hey, it's just me. I'm Anya. I'm your best friend. I know you're in there. And, like, Anya actually does truly get through to her like she really does yeah and and when monster calms down i take no issue with this being the solution i wish that they had been a bit more elegant about it over the course of the episode sure because they really do go from like beating the shit out of each other to just anya being (laughs) like gwen it's me and like that that's kind of it but i like it as a solution which is why i wish it had been you know, drawn out a little bit more. <laughs> I like it too. Yeah. I, I never have any issue with like a friendship saves Same. the day kind of thing. I know a lot of people do, but I think that that's fine. That's a totally valid, like sort of yep. moral lesson and, I think and, it's and story point to have. Yeah. Um, and I think it works in this episode. You know, I, like you said, I wish there was more build up to that side of it. Uh, but I like that. Like the solution with Gwen is Anya being her best friend. And then, Right after this, all the solution to fighting Craven is like Peter and Harry's friendship, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like they, they call that out too. So this whole final sequence is all about like the strength of the bonds that these kids have with each other, which yes! is really nice. Yes. We yeah. love anime. <laughs> uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> well, with Gwen calmed down, Peter and Anya can kind of turn their attention to what's going on with Harry and Craven. And um Craven's like ready to kill this spider monster, which Harry thinks is his dad. 
So Craven is ready to swing his like weird electro spear sword large toothpick thingy at the spider monster electrifying blast first. And Harry, I think at this point is like maybe knocked down or something. So he's just sort of like, no. Yeah. And so Peter runs. trapped. Yeah. Yeah. And so Peter runs in and grabs it. And this is wild. And I'm not entirely sure what to make of it. Um, other than like the outcome, which justifies it, I suppose. But like mm-hmm. Peter runs in, grabs this weird electro spear thing that Craven has, and then just like absorbs the blow and all the electricity for like a long time. Yeah, like a long time. <laughs> I think it's more symbolic than anything else, really. Because it's think like so. they set it up so like since Peter doesn't have his web shooters working, he can't just like web it out of Craven's hand. So he actually has to like, get right up in it. And I think that like. No matter, no, there would be nothing that he could do that wouldn't that would be able to get out of his hands. Like if he tried to kick it, he would still get electrocuted and probably wouldn't be able to kick it out of Craven's hands. If he tried to punch it, same deal. So like all he can really do to hold it off is to just like basically use his endurance and constitution and yeah. just hold it back for as long as he can, and probably av- hope to eventually like short it out or something. And but ultimately, it is just like you know these past few episodes have been very much the sort of rocky relationship between Harry and Peter as, you know, all the secrets and stuff have been revealed and everything like that. And so this is sort of like the, that, that big, like clear evidence that this is something that this is, this is the links that Peter will go for Harry as his best friend. Yeah. I mean, my hope is certainly that like, this is the type of thing that then Harry will eventually look back on or Peter can reference when Harry inevitably finds out that Peter is Spider-Man. Yeah. That's what I would hope. And it's wild. I still, I still do not know where this relationship is supposed to end. Like they keep giving us enough to question it. Right. Cause I really (laughs) thought it was broken forever. And then they've actually just been building it back up, which I fully would not have predicted. No, no, there's not that much of the season left. So like what? (laughs) No, there really isn't. Yeah. This very much feels like the scene in the movie where like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is like using all of his last bit of strength to save the train or like Tom Holland's is like trying to hold the boat together. Like I could see this, how this would look like in live action, right? Where he's just like staring at the enemy and he's like, I can't actually move or do anything, but I have only willpower left. (laughs) Or it's the classic, you know, the, the, the final chapter lifting all the concrete mm-hmm. like off of his back kind yep. of in the water kind of stuff so yep. it's it's all of that it's all of that just like it's less about what the action actually is and more that it's just like this is how much like love and strength he yeah. has within it's him, the length i'll of, go to and i'm i'm to able to do my, it because yeah. of love yeah exactly i love it me too so Craven is shocked by this, of course. Not literally. Peter's the one literally getting shocked. <laughs> Craven is just surprised. <laughs> yeah. And because Craven is surprised, Harry's able to kind of like get back up or un, you know, get himself out from what he's trapped from, grabs Craven's gun and fucking shoots him. Notably, they do not show on screen Harry actually shooting Craven. They just Oh, that's a good point. They just they you know you hear the noise and you see the blast hit Craven, and then he flies into a nearby pile of crates. Sure. Yeah, I guess they don't want to see to show a child nope. shooting a man. Nope. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> Even if it's a laser gun, mm-hmm. I think that's perfectly fair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, Craven's not dead yet. He's pissed off now. Uh, he turns his attention back to the boys, but Anya's like, oh, I've got a monster on my side now. <laughs> so she's six Gwen monster on him. 
And uh, p- after Peter lands like this one final kick, Gwen like just fully webs him up like he's a fly ready to be devoured. Yeah, like full spinning and everything. It's great. The kids are like even kind of grossed out by it. Yeah, too. It's, it's fun. <laughs> I love it's, it. It's I we stuff. didn't even call this out. Like there are two spider monsters in this episode, and they make so much like spider. The subtitles call it chittering noises. Yeah, I kind of love it. I do too. Yeah, it's like I I don't like the designs very much. I wish no, that they were better. I think but they're terrible. I, yeah, I I think that they they look worse in this episode than they did before. Somehow. I think it's just because we're seeing so much of them. It's like the weird like lumpiness of them. Like they don't have like real like like segmented bodies. Like I feel like the the proportions are really bizarre, and like yeah. the the arms are like way too like skinny and not they, like, and simple. Yeah, they look like a deflated balloon. Like yeah. after it's already been blown up and lived a life. And yeah. then the, yeah, the legs are, are all so skinny, but it's not even it like that's part of it, but it's also that they only use their, they only use two legs to walk. So they're like bipedal yeah. and they only use two legs as arms. So they just have like four legs that are doing nothing and like flopping around. Right. It's, it's not good. It's really, it's a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer. Especially it's so it's like, cool. I don't know. I don't know if they plan to do something with actual man spider later on, but like you kind of have that precedent for the, for, for the man spider design, which I don't feel like there's anything else like it. Like I would have liked to see the 2017 version of that, you know, like with the weird tall head and like the, the monstery, like furry individual arms. Mm -hmm. Like I, 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 I'm kind of surprised they didn't go with that because that's such a already like, good looking and like well-known design, you know, yeah. that they got a rift on. And instead they go with honestly just this really generic version of it that doesn't do any service to how monstrous they're supposed to be. It's a weird lump. It's a bummer. I don't like it. Weird lump. Yeah. It's the best way to describe them. But, but all that was to say, I don't like visual. I don't like them visually, but I do think that the sounds are very good. Yeah. I think that they find really good, like Foley for them. Yep. And I also think that I appreciate that they like let them, have a lot of like slime and drool come out of their mouths Ugh. all the time too. I think that, that that's, that's nice. Like that adds a little like, bit of a uh, nice grotesquerie that, uh, yeah. that the designs otherwise don't have. Yep. For sure. Grotesquery, I think, is a word that I just made up today. I like it. So. I approve. <laughs> so enjoy that. You'll everyone. Get no challenge flag from me. <laughs> With Craven essentially neutralized, Anya commends Peter on having fought worthy of Spider-Man, and then draws a spider on his chest. (laughs) Cute. He returns the favor by drawing a spider on her shoulder and says, for fighting worthy of a best friend, which I think is even cuter. Very cute. (laughs) (laughs) Harry then asks Anya how she managed to calm down and work with Gwen, and Anya basically says, I just reached her on an emotional level. So Harry's like, oh, okay, well, if that's my dad, I'll just reach him on an emotional level, right? That's that's a thing we do frequently, reach each other on an emotional level here in the Osborne home. Um, so he tries this, and it doesn't work. The spider monster just screams at him and runs off, which I actually think is the perfect response I because yeah. that offers no answers. It yeah, could be that it's not a, his dad. Yeah. It could be that it is his dad. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just, I mean, we know Norman is, even though this Norman isn't, like, overtly mean to Harry most of the time, he is definitely a sociopath. sociopath. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, I I like that a lot. I like that. I really, when I was watching this, I really clung to that because I was just like, I want that to be 
the clue that that's not Norman because that would make this whole thing so much more tragic that Harry is trying so hard and all these like big momentous, you know, like impassioned speeches and tried to do all these like heroic things basically for nothing. But you know what? For like some random person. It's good even if it is. I mean, I still don't want it to be Norman, but it's good even if it is Norman because then, I mean, not that I want Harry to be like crushed over and over again, but it does contribute to his spiral, right? If he learns like, wait, that was my dad, but like, he didn't care that I was there. He didn't care that I yeah. was helping. He didn't care that I was trying to reach, to, like reach him. And like, also he still failed. He still failed to save him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <sighs> Poor Harry. <laughs> I know. I just want to give him a hug and tell that's him it'll like, be okay. I just want to lie that, to him and say it'll be fine. That's just like the tagline of this show. Marvel Spider-Man 2017. Poor Harry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who would have thunk? I can't believe we love Harry Osborn so much. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe how much I loved Eddie Brock in Spectacular. You know, it yeah, just happens. Yeah. yeah, and we saw how that went. I know. I did. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> yeah. Well, Peter tells Harry and the rest of us not to worry. It'll all be fine. Uh, specifically because they can track the monster down with their tracker. However, when he looks at it, it's like, you know, we got one monster we're tracking, right? It'll be fine. But then signals light up all over Manhattan, which means that they're tracking many, many spider monsters. I think they said at this point, 8 million people have been infected or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's an exaggeration on their part. I I think that was more on your responding because they're like, because they're saying that it's like they're tracking one spider monster in a city of 8 million people. And then Anya was like more like we're three people in a city of 8 million spider monsters. I think it's less like saying that's how many signals are on there and more like, no, it's just it all flipped. Like we're, it's actually going to be a lot. And theoretically, if the majority of the city is infected, like th- all things signs point to that everyone will at some point become a spider monster. Yeah. So, no, I just yeah. pointed out because the only other figure they ever gave us was like one million or something. Yeah. So it like yeah. exponentially increased very quickly, which makes sense. Right. Again, right. we know we know how that works. <laughs> we know all too well. Yep. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so the episode ends with, oh no, looks like it's Monster Week on Spider Island. <laughs> okay. They said it, title. They said the thing. <laughs> they said the thing. I think this pace is working for me. Like, yeah, I was worried yeah, yeah, about five episodes, it. but the fact that the first episode kind of ends with the official inciting event, I know it was happening while the episode was going on, we didn't see it, mm-hmm. but like confirms the event has happened, and then yeah. the second one sort of deals with the sort of like phase one consequences of it. And then this Mm -hmm. episode is like, okay, things are getting worse. And then episode four will presumably be like the island is full of monster spiders. And then the fifth one is the like, I think they actually paced it really well as far as like the development of, we have an island full of spider monsters. I fully agree. No, I think, I I think, uh, yeah, I I think that it makes sense. I, I, I think it's very well plotted yeah, uh, and well paced for that. And they're I utilizing the end of the episode reveals really well because that can go really poor. Like that can be really annoying. Yeah. You know, like always revealing something at the end of an episode, looking at you, Walking Dead, fuck off. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this, it, I think, is doing it very effectively because there's a rewarding story throughout the episode that leads up to that sort of like, oh shit, and it just got worse. You know? Yeah. No. I, well, because every every uh, cliffhanger at the end of each episode is some kind of reveal 
for yeah. what the next episode is going to be dealing with a little more. So it's like their next time on, but like part of the story. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's all very, it's all very well, well written and well handled for yeah. sure. I'm impressed. I know there's two more episodes that could potentially let me down, but at this point, <laughs> I have no reason to think they will. Um, they won't. I like the next. Oh, be very good. That's very yeah. exciting. Yeah. Let's start with these faces of the episode, though. Okay. I am a sucker for Craven just blatantly being a weird TV host in these ones. Like, I know people probably, I'm, I'm sure it's polarizing, but I think it's very funny. So when he, like, turns to the camera and tries to sell a t-shirt and the t-shirt, like, pops up on screen, I thought that was very funny. I laughed. Yeah. Do I want I it from any other Craven? No. But no. one instance of it, you know, this will be the weird Craven. <laughs> Yeah, I love that the font's like papyrus, I think, oh or something my God, similar to that. It really is. This is the only shirt I would ever, the only product I would ever yeah. buy with all caps papyrus on it. Yeah, Because I if do this shirt like existed it. in real life, I would absolutely I would wear it. it. I like it's the so design stupid. of his logo. I it like, looks like a I sports like, logo. It totally does. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, and even like the the red like triangles, I, I think are kind of, are kind of fun. The papyrus I could do without, but like that's part I, of the I would joke. still get it. And yeah, I would still get it even with that. Yeah, I honestly think it works better because it's meant to be an ugly, corny ass t shirt. You know. Yeah, I you really, may as well. Man, I want it really badly. We can make it's it. So Why not? Can, I mean, yeah, you can make t shirts very easily these yeah, days. So we could do it. Yeah. So I just like that. He's also making a stupid face as he turns to the camera while he sells it. His salesperson face, not good. Like, it's good for us, but it's not good for sales. Yeah, not, not, not particularly inviting with those sharp <laughs> teeth. The one that I got, I really like uh, right after the van, right after the van crashes because Craven explodes it. Um, <laughs> and they're like, is everybody okay? And Anya's like, um, nothing about any of this is okay. And she says that as she's like fully upside down, her hair, her her like humongous amount of hair, voluminous hair is just like all over the place. And then Gwen, like Gwen monster just like shows up and is like tucked in her hair, basically, like <laughs> just giving like a rah face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's very cute. When all you can can see is one of the spider monsters faces like it's yeah. encouraging you're like oh that could be a cool monster design and then you see their disgusting disgusting bodies and it's yeah. like never mind these are awful yeah, they're weird <laughs> deflated potato bodies it sucks <laughs> Ugh. yeah this episode doesn't suck though i, I like it no I, I like it a lot it's really straightforward it gets to the point quickly it moves in uh you know a very clear direction and it has more than one moving piece you know like there's multiple things going on that play well together with and and you know i have criticisms i would have liked uh, like we'd mentioned the a bit more build up to the anya gwen moment but you know they only have so much time so it all still ends in places that make sense yeah i'm into it i like the spider island stuff me too yeah i do just really max needs to appear in one of the next two episodes it's very weird he hasn't been here yet they've even been at horizon like multiple times and he's not just like hey kids how are you doing with your spider powers i'm a scientist let me help with this it's just again it's just weird they're not even doing a gag like they're not Uh even doing a weird Weird. thing where like max hasn't noticed for some like they could play it any number of ways where they're like we really do not have the time to explore this 
So can we make a joke? Like they're not even doing that. Yeah, not even like a cutaway or something to any other any other characters. Like it does seem like a missed opportunity. Like I know that there's a lot that they're trying to do in these episodes, but I do think that there's room for little cut cuts to mm-hmm. other characters. You know, why couldn't the person who slant? Well, I guess Otto's kind of in a, a headspace right now. But why couldn't the uh, person whose sandwich ended up in Peter's face be somebody we already know? Yeah, that could be fun. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, we see a why lot of random civilians. It is. Yeah, it actually that seems like a missed opportunity that they just pull these random character models or invent new ones instead of letting us see the characters that we know already exist in the world. Like, yeah. other Midtown students and stuff like that, too. Where's like, Joe? Where's What's Flash with spider powers? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Flash would be so excited. Yeah, right. Exactly. And it is a bummer that like we don't have a J. Jonah Jameson in this show to see how he react. <laughs> He's oh, such man. a big piece of it too. Yeah. But I get again, Harry's Harry's been taking that spot of like being terrified of getting spider powers. Although they kind of sure. dropped that for this episode. Yeah, they kind of do. I don't know. He had it's, bigger things going on. Yeah. As much as I like it, I can't not think about the missed opportunities that they kind yeah. of have so far. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, it still ends up being good. It just could be better. I don't know that those things are making the episode they gave us worse. It's just like, yeah. I just think you could have done more fun stuff. You had it's all this more, space. It's all more contained than I think I was expecting it yeah. to be, which in some ways, like, you know, one I think I said at the top of the Spider Island, like first part was that like, I always felt kind of not sure if I would like these stories because it does seem a little too big. Um, so I do appreciate that they're keeping it relatively intimate, even in spite of everything that's happening. But that doesn't mean that I don't still want to see, you know, at least some yeah. stuff from the rest of the world that isn't yeah. Black Widow randomly <laughs> jumping into an episode, mm-hmm. you know? You know, if they had known that they were, I, I think the pacing is perfect, so I'm not recommending this is what it should be. But if they had known they were going to air multiple of these episodes all on a same day, they could have dedicated one episode basically like to the weirdness of everybody having spider powers and just checked in with people. You know, they could have done like a vignettes episode uh, or yeah. something, but the, I would have again, taken that pacing, over the black widow episode. Yeah, honestly, I, think I think they it could have been a good second it. episode. It really could have, mm-hmm. it could have, cause they kind of, I mean, the whole point of that, black widow episode was like what if everybody had spider powers like what's what happens now except they just focus it on a superhero and some supervillains instead of like actual people right i don't know so i guess the pacing could have worked if they had done that instead i I I would advocate for that yeah i think so too i think it would i think it would have been better (laughs) yeah yeah oh well (laughs) i'm enjoying myself so i can't complain too much yeah for sure (laughs) for sure Well, if you would like to enjoy yourselves by listening to more of what we do, you can listen to that stuff over on Patreon at patreon.com slash wallopingwebsnappers. Like I mentioned at the top of the episode, uh, all sorts of goodies and some fun stuff you can do by being a patron. Uh, All you have to do is be a $1 patron and you can make us say stuff on the show. (laughs) That's that's pretty cool. So uh, check that out. Like I said, patreon.com slash wallopingwebsnappers. And check out our Discord. There should be a link in the show notes uh, if you want to talk all about what you would do with some spider powers uh, on Spider Island. (laughs) If you would like to find uh, Derek and me online, you can do so uh, all over the place. Derek, where can people find you and the stuff you're working on? Yeah, sure. You can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. You can also find my podcast Gimmicks, which looks at the high concept, experimental and structure breaking gimmicky episodes of television with a different show and a different guest every episode. Uh, You can find that anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow it on Twitter and Instagram at Gimmicks Pod. What about you, Doug? 
You can check me out on a podcast called Novel Gaming, especially if you like books and video games. I do that one with my friends Katie and Vicky, and we check in on all the media that we've been consuming lately. And if you like Pokemon, you can check me out on another podcast here on the 4-Eyed Radio Network called Victory Road. It's a Pokemon podcast where I get together with folks and talk Pokemon just as things happen. You can also check out our monthly podcast, Falling with Style. It's an ongoing Pixar movie marathon where Derek and I are watching every Pixar film chronologically, and we are rapidly approaching the real time because our episode on Onward is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Visit our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com for a full archive of all the episodes here at Walloping Web Snappers and Falling With Style, plus a gallery of all, well, I guess it's not really a gallery, but you can find all of the faces of the episode uh, in that archive as well. Wallopingwebsnappers.com. Follow Walloping Web Snappers on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at wallopingwebpod or email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe on all of your podcast platforms because if you like what we're doing, somebody else will too, and they just haven't found us yet. Next week, Peter and Harry battle through a city of spider monsters in the episode Spider Island Part 4. That sounds rad as fuck. Doesn't it though? I'm excited. See you then. See ya.